Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, December 2nd, 2021. Stand up for your country. President Biden uh, winging his way back to the USA after spending a few days in Europe and running up a huge tab that we, the taxpayers, pick up and accomplish nothing that I can see. Maybe he made a few deals that I don't know about, but, you know, the Rome thing was embarrassing for the Pope. Not so much for Joe Biden because he doesn't care um, about the Catholic Church and abortion. He didn't care. Uh, Then over there, he met with the Italian prime minister and president. Okay, that's great. I don't know what that accomplishes. Then he goes up to Glasgow, Scotland. They have a big global warming thing. Now, in the global warming thing, uh, he was late. Biden was late consistently for everything he had to do. And I told you yesterday we're investigating this. Well, it may not be his fault, the president's fault, because it was so chaotic over there. Somebody set off an alarm today and everybody ran around and they were this and they were that. And people were supposed to deliver speeches and they went over and Biden went over. So I can't really say with any fairness. And of course, I want to be fair to everybody that President Biden was irresponsible and not showing up on time for his events. But be that as it may, he didn't show up on time. Um, but 400 private jets showed up in Scotland. Yeah, it's like an Air Force. Can you imagine the Scots with the sheep herders going, whoa, <laughs> 400 private jets to a global warming conference. I'll, I'll tell you about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, and apparently um, during one of the events, uh, President Biden uh, fell asleep. Roll it. Okay, so we didn't want to have any sound because we didn't want to awaken him. And that was reported uh, by NBC News. Roll that. This is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing. And in these settings, uh, cameras are all around. And the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right. These can be embarrassing situations. (laughs) Now, I might have fallen asleep during it, too, but... You know, what are you going to do? I don't know. So um, this entire climate change deal is about money. And if you missed us yesterday, you missed a very, very important No Spin News edition. It is available on BillOReilly.com. If you are a premium and concierge member, you can watch it anytime. But I'm not going to go over the analysis again. But I prove beyond any reasonable doubt this whole climate change thing is about money. Okay, here in the USA and abroad. So summing up, Mr. Biden's trip to Europe has not helped me or you or anybody else, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I guess I could be wrong. So there's a new poll out, I and I, T-I-P-P. I don't know who these polling people are. Um, 1,300 adults, they ask a very simple question. President Biden, is he mentally sharp? Okay. 42% say he is mental, mentally sharp, and 51% say no. Seven are no sure, unsure. Sharp partisan divide, as always. 74% of Democrats believe that 
uh, Joe Biden's mentally sharp and only 13 percent of Republicans do. But independence now, independence are the key to political power in this country. It's changed now. The independents are the ones the independents are the ones that Joe got Joe Biden elected. Trump didn't win enough of them. Um, so they say 58 percent of independents say Mr. Biden's not up to the job mentally. OK, private jets. Uh, here's who's partial list. Air Force One, Joe Biden, of course. And he has to. He has to travel on Air Force One security and everything else. I mean, you can't begrudge him that. French President Macron, Justin Trudeau. Justin Air Canada wasn't good enough, huh? Uh, Angela Merkel, I love this. She traveled on Conrad Adenauer's VIP jet. Adenauer's a very wealthy guy in Germany. Uh, Japanese Prime Minister uh, Kasida, India's Prime Minister Modi, Israeli Prime Minister Bennett, Jeff Bezos flew in on his $65 million private jet. Ooh, Prince Albert of Monaco, private jet. And Boris Johnson, he, Boris couldn't even take the train from London. Boris, come on, Brit Rail. I took that train a number of times. <sighs> Prince Charles, private jet. And I think Leo DiCaprio is over there, and I'm sure Leo wasn't flying um, British Airways. Okay, back in the USA, we have another border mess. As you know, President Trump got a Remain in Mexico policy that said if you want asylum in the USA, you have to wait in Mexico until your case is heard. That stopped the madness for a year. Took Trump a long time to get the policy but then the first day in, Biden knocked the policy out. However, a federal judge, Matthew Kuzmirik, said that the Department of Homeland Security and President Biden did not follow proper administrative procedures when knocking out a previous president's policy. So therefore, Judge Kuzmirik stated and said you can't knock it out. The Supreme Court upheld that decision. All right. Now, the Biden administration has written a memo. This came out yesterday that says, well, we're not going to obey the order. And I went, whoa, whoa. Biden's going to go up against the Supreme Court. But it, they have a little caveat. So they put it out said that Biden's going to let everybody in. That's the open border policy he wants. Biden wants everybody in. Okay. He put a memo on and said, this is what we're going to continue with, but we're not going to continue with it until the termination of the judge's order takes place. So there, I guess they're trying to gussy up what the mistake they made in the first place. So this is the wiggle room, but what's important for you to know is that Biden does not want any restraints against foreign nationals coming into the United States. This is insane. I never thought I would see this from Joe Biden, ever. This is George Soros stuff. That's what this is. State of journalism. All right, so on Halloween, on Sunday, Washington Post does a big investigative report about the uh, intrusion on the Capitol on January 6th. Okay, that's good. 
I'd like to have investigative reports about what happened on January 6th, particularly that the government did not protect the Capitol the way it should have. That is a legitimate story. All right, so the Post does this, but of course they spin it that the Trump administration was mostly responsible for the lax security. Okay, so the Trump people then reply to the Washington Post. Now, I'm not going to get into the micro if you're interested. You can read the Washington Post article and you can read the Trump reply on Trump's website because the Washington Post wouldn't print it. They printed a little of it, put it up on the screen. Quote, this is from Donald Trump's spokesman, Taylor Budovich. The media has failed to do its job, including truly exposing Silicon Valley for its role in illegally rigging the election with hundreds of millions of dollars in dark money, which is probably, I guess, a gross underestimate. America is furious at the results of November 3rd and deserve answers. They deserve to protest and demand the truth from their representatives. However, since the media is not asking the questions, it's being left up to the people who seek the truth. All right, so that's what was printed in the Washington Post. But they did not print the specific objections the Trump people had to the Post's article. They should have. Now, this happened last week. You remember, the Wall Street Journal printed a letter in its entirety from Donald Trump because the Wall Street Journal said, look, much of this voter fraud stuff isn't true. All right? It's not true. And then the Post listed what wasn't true. Trump objected to that because Trump believes the election was rigged. And the strong point that Donald Trump does have is the Zuckerman money. Okay? $430 million. He calls it dark money. It was dark money. Nobody knew about this until... Um, the story was broken a few weeks ago. Molly Hemingway broke it, and then I picked it up. So uh, Zuckerman from Facebook poured $430 million in to the mail-in ballots to do whatever they did, and we don't even know what they did. That's a lot of jack, and it was a reason he did that. Okay, so um, the Washington Post should have printed... Uh, Donald Trump's objection to its article in totality, and then did what the Wall Street Journal did. Take it apart. This is true. This isn't true. This is how we know it. That's journalism. That's what journalism is. All right. You present both sides. One side inevitably is going to be wrong. And then you present as many facts as possible. One illuminating fact. I dealt with the Washington Post five years ago. And I gave them a story that was solid, and I backed it up every way you could back it up. They would not run it because the editor, Marty Barron, at the time, did not like me personally. And it was an important story. I'm not going to get into it any more than that today. All right. But I will tell you, the reporter wrote it for The Washington Post. All right. And he's an honest man. And someday I'll put his name out there, but not now. And Marty Barron, and they call it the second floor at the Washington Post building in D.C., killed it because they didn't like me. Not because it wasn't true. Okay. So a guy who is our go-to guy um, on journalistic um, matters is Bernie Goldberg. You may have heard the name. You may have visited his very fine website, bernardgoldberg.com. And uh, Bernie had a column out recently about how cable news and I guess network news as well, has divided Americans and made them hate each other, which is essentially true. 
So I wanted to uh, just get your reaction of what I just reported on the Washington Post. I believe there is censorship and they're proud of it. It used to be when you and I worked at CBS, if Dan Rather didn't like a story, it got spiked. Okay, just like Marty Barron did to me five years ago. But they weren't proud of it. They kept it quiet. Now the Washington Post, oh, we're not going to print this. What say you? Before we get into this, you, you mentioned a poll that said President Biden has a 42 percent approval rating in terms of mental. Yeah. Mental what? Awareness. Acuity. Mentally, mentally sharp. Yes. Well, I'm going to break some news. A poll just came out three minutes ago and it asked if Bernard Goldberg is mentally sharp and three percent of the people said <laughs> I am and 97 percent said, are you kidding? That just came out. You know, uh, I if I were you, I would not have mentioned that poll. But, you know, I, you're a better I, man for it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, on the Washington Post thing, let, let me play reporter and not commentator. There are two two ways to look at this. And you, you presented both sides. One way to look at it is to say, we're not going to publish something that we know is factually incorrect. So if Donald Trump wants to come down and with his response that's filled with crazy stuff, the Washington Post arguably could say, we're not going to do that. The other side would be Donald Trump isn't Joe Blow. He's the former president of the United States. Run what he says and then run the same day or I would say the same day. Same day. Run right in the same story. However, that is not true. Then Donald Trump makes another statement and you say that is not true. And you tell why factually. And here, let me, let me just jump in to say why that is important, because according to polls, 75 percent of Trump supporters believe the election was rigged. Yeah, exactly. OK, so exactly. It's, it's not just the Washington Post blowing it off and all the liberals say, oh, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. OK, 75 percent. OK, so if you have 74 million people voting for Donald Trump and 75% believe the election was rigged, that's a big story. So you want to get the truth out and persuade some of those people. You don't censor Trump. That's not the way to do it, correct? I would say that if Joe Blow said something that Martians came down and had lunch with me at the Four Seasons Hotel in Manhattan, no, you don't publish that because it's crazy. If Donald Trump says things that factually are not true, he's the former president. You could certainly make a case, publish it, and then refute it in the same article. Okay, so we're sympathetic on that. So I used to wake up, uh, Goldberg starts his new column, again available on bernardgoble.com. With, uh, he wakes up every morning and he turns on cable news to find out what he missed overnight. I used to do the exact same thing. You know, when I got up, I would listen to uh, the CBS radio um, World News Roundup at 8 a.m. And I still do that. Okay, and then I would totter on over to the TV, turn it on and watch Fox and Friends and the other two just click around to see what video is out there and what went. I don't do that anymore. I never turn on the set anymore for one key reason. And then I'll let you have the feel. I don't learn anything at all now. I used to. I used to 
five, six, seven years ago. But I don't learn anything. I just hear blah, 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 blather. They're either bad-mouthing who they hate or making an omelet. You know, I can make my own omelet. Go. I agree. I'm leaving now. You said it perfectly. Okay, let, let me give you my version of that. Although I agree with every syllable you just said. Uh, I get up and I want to find out what I missed overnight. I, so I, I, I switch around to the different channels, mostly Fox and CNN. I'm under no illusions. I know that they're not honest newscasts. I know that I don't tune into Fox to hear what a great job Joe Biden is doing. And I don't tune into CNN to hear what a lousy job Joe Biden is doing. I, I, that's the bias. That's not what I'm here to talk about right now. I'm saying I've noticed something that I think is different and it goes beyond bias. The culture war in America is not a good thing. It divides Americans. It makes Americans literally not want to live in the same country with people who hold diametrically opposite views, okay? But Cable has figured out we could make money capitalizing on the culture wars. So every morning, and it's like on an endless loop bill, every morning I see stories on Fox about the mess on the southern border. Legitimate story. Turn to CNN. I don't see that story on CNN. I don't see the dramatic footage uh, of people coming up from Guatemala or wherever on CNN. But on CNN, I do hear stories every morning about Donald Trump's role in the January 6th riot, which they routinely call an insurrection. On Fox, I don't get that on Fox. On CNN, I hear that mask mandates are a good thing because they save lives. On Fox, I hear that mask mandates are a bad thing because they're a threat to personal freedoms. On Fox, I hear that Dr. Fauci is a nat national disaster. On CNN, he's a national treasure. There are more stories, more hot button social issues like that. But I've come to the conclusion, Bill, that cable news because they made a cynical, conscious decision to make money off of the divisions in America. They didn't create the divisions, I wanna be clear about that, but they capitalized on them. I believe that cable news as an institution is one of the most divisive forces in all of America. How about network news? How does that play into this? In the morning, I'm not watching network news because it's too fluffy. You know that once when Brian Gumbel anchored the CBS Morning Show, he did a segment on how to properly fold sheets. I'm not kidding. How to fold sheets. So I don't need those kinds of stories when I wake up in the morning. Of course, the networks have a, a, a liberal slant to them, but nothing like cable. Nothing like Cable is blatant. Cable is in your face. Well, that's because cable, that's cable is all politics. I, yeah, mostly politics. And network news, as you pointed out, is frothy. And, and, and if you look at the anchors in the morning over there, Stephanopoulos is a political guy. He's not a journalist. But, you know, they'll give you maybe eight minutes out of the two hours of that. And then you'll have to sit through uh, Kim Kardashian has a leather jacket on. Um, right. You're right. It's, I can't possibly. Now, the reason that you say the polarization has occurred, not only is there big money in the audience, 
but that the corporate corrupt media pays their anchors and their analysts to spin it a certain way to reach that audience. So they're basically mercenaries there um, in cable news. They know what they're supposed to say. They're told what they're supposed to say. And I know that to be true. Never happened to me once, by the way. And I was there at Fox more than 20 years. Somebody would dare, and I mean that word literally, dare, come in and tell me what to say. However, now I know, because I know all of them, that they are, the producers come in and say, this is the way we're going to handle this. And they go out and they do because they're being paid millions of dollars. That's it, right? Yes, exactly. Now, I want to emphasize that cable news didn't start the fire. They didn't create the polarization. They didn't create the divisions, the dangerous divisions in America. But they've capitalized on it. And whether there's a written memo or just a word of mouth understanding, you know, if you're on cable news, what the proper slant of the story is. If you have an anchor on CNN, uh, let's say on Fox, who suddenly wants to tell you that Joe Biden is a great guy, he's not going to be there. No, he's not going to be there. There's no doubt about it. Now, I have CNN saying that Donald Trump is a great guy. He's not going to be there. That's right. So you're absolutely right. And in the New York Times and the Washington Post, the same thing. I always said, if you wear a mega hat, in Central Park and somebody sees you and you work for the New York Times, you can kiss your career goodbye. And that's can absolutely I you, true. Can I give you once, there was a poll that just came out recently. 52% of people who voted for Donald Trump want either blue states or red states, they don't care which, to secede from, from the, the union. union. Right, we saw that and dopey poll. percent of Democratic voters who voted for Biden that's not as big a number, but it's a pretty big number, 42%. They want, want to. The right. How well, yeah, they, all they have to do, uh, the Democrats, is move to California. That's all. You don't have to leave the union. Just move to California, and then you have your uh, progressive nirvana. Now, I was on a radio today, and uh, the, uh, the radio host asked me a very interesting question. He said, you know, I noticed when you left Fox News four and a half years ago, all debate stopped not only at Fox, but on the other networks as well. So anybody watching you and me, if they remember Goldberg, who was a much younger man then, I don't look any different. Um, You knew that if you watched The Factor, we were going to bring in the smartest left-wing people or right-wing people, depending on what my point of view was on the issue, to debate me. That was the fun of the show. Sometimes it got out of hand. Barney Frank, Geraldo Rivera, and Criminal Aliens, whatever it may be. But it was exciting in the sense that you didn't know what was going to happen or which argument was going to emerge strongest. Okay, they don't do that now. It's quiet, quiet, quiet. Am I right? Of course you're right. Of course, of course, of course. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, why am I watching this? What happened? Why don't they do the debates anymore? Well, first, let me say that's precisely my argument. I feel like I'm the guy in Groundhog Day. Every day is the same thing. It's not only tiresome, it's it's downright boring. Um, and I think it evolved. I don't think it, it, it happened like from Monday to Tuesday. I think it evolved where they started to realize, on both sides, I mean, our audience doesn't want to hear 
anything that inconveniences them. They want their own biases, their own values spoken right back to them. They want their own biases and values validated by our hosts and our anchors. And I think the front office, you know this better than I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the people who, who are in charge of the business end of things are now running the cable news operation and they say, we're not, we're not journalists. We don't care yeah, about fine. news. Yeah, fine. No, as long as it ad sales are great. But here's the kicker on it. The factory get the highest rated by, by far in cable news history, and no one will ever come close to what we did over a 16-year period. So I disagree with you a little bit. I think that people with a certain point of view are willing in a debate situation to see who wins, to see who's got the best argument. Because if, it, if they weren't, I wouldn't have dominated for 16 years, last word. The people, the people may be willing to hear both sides in a more nuanced version of the news. You may be right about that. But the people who deliver the news and who get their marching orders from their bosses, they've made a decision. We, we don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, because it's too hard. I'll tell you why. Brief. It's too hard to do that. Because you got to be in shape to do that. You got to think, you got to have a strong argument to do that. Or you get your butt kicked by somebody smarter on the other side. So why bother with that kind of prep and research when I can just go and bring in somebody who agrees with me 100%. That's why. And you're right. You're absolutely right. The bean counters who run it, no journalists in charge anywhere. Okay? They're going, ah, just say what the audience wants to hear and here's your check. Right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you disagreed with me. That's exactly right, Bill. That's what I wanted to hear, Bernie. <laughs> no, but it, it happens to be. Listen, I've disagreed with you plenty over the I years. I know. Everybody knows. Let me say something very briefly that you're not expecting to hear. The most important thing that was done on cable news during the presidential election in 2020 is you put out a memo or a directive that said, I'm not having any political flack on the show who represents a That's candidate. Right. I never did. Get that I was never revolutionary. Never did. That was revolutionary. Yep. When I read the memo, when I got word about that, I said, I'm nominating Bill O'Reilly for a Nobel Prize. Yes. That was, yes. That, that was really <laughs> important. I appreciate it, Bernie. So check out Bernie's column. Um, BernardGoldberg.com and go in there and uh, have fun with Bernie. And we always appreciate it, Bernie. Thanks very much. COVID stats. Okay, so you'll remember that I predicted COVID would subside somewhat in the autumn and it has. So uh, 14-day tracker, cases down 11%, USA nationwide, hospitalizations down 17, deaths down 20. Uh, right now, 70% of adults in America are fully vaccinated. 80% have at least one shot under their arm. Uh, 20 million Americans have received the booster. So yesterday I got a flu shot. Okay, very easy. Just walked in, pharmacy, pop, pop. And then I'm getting a booster in two weeks. You got to wait two weeks. So that's my Vax resume. Philadelphia, which is Nutsville. Um, I, I, I just, you know, Philly didn't used to be this way. So they got a mayor, uh, Jim Kenny far left kook. He has banned police from traffic stops in Philadelphia. Um, his bill, the Driving Equality Act. That means 
Kenny believes that blacks are stopped way more often than whites, so no, nobody gets stopped. So, hey, if you want to steal a car in Philadelphia, that might be a good bet. Way to go, Jim. It's just insane. Safeway in San Francisco used to be open 24-7. Now it's not. Um, in San Francisco County and the city, if you steal less than $950 worth of stuff in every instance, they won't prosecute. So what do you think they're doing? What do you think the drug addicts are doing? They're going in there and ah, yeah, they're going to prosecute me. So Safeway goes, I'm not saying over at night. And we've already chronicled uh, Walgreens and Target. And so you guys live in San Francisco and your million-dollar townhouses, you're not going to have any place to get anything because of this. Now, the city ruined. Hey, today's election day, so I went and I voted. I never tell anybody who I vote for, but I will tell you I voted against the New York State ballot proposal that gave undocumented aliens the right to vote in this state. I went, yeah, are you, uh, you got to earn that vote. Earn it by your birthright, okay, or come here legally. So I was proud of that vote. I did vote. I hope you did too. Uh, we, and this could be um, the end of the progressive momentum. If uh, McAuliffe loses in Virginia tomorrow, full election coverage here, and we'll have a lot of interesting stuff now. In the background of the Biden collapse, all right, the radicals in Congress, the Progressive Caucus, they now say they'll vote for the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. They wouldn't last week, you remember. We're not voting on that until we get the big one, the 3.5 reconciliation bill, which is just a giveaway. But that's not going to happen because Joe Manchin, Senator for West Virginia, is not going to vote for it. So now it's all the way down to 1-7, but Manchin says they're doing a three-card Monty here. It's going to cost twice as much, and they're just moving stuff around, so he's not going to vote for it as of today. So the Progressive Caucus in the House says, okay, we'll, we'll vote on the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, which will probably pass. Okay, in Great Britain, they have a different court system, a better court system than we have in America. So there, if you launch a frivolous lawsuit, a judge can say after you lose, you have to pay all the costs. So that cuts down these insane lawsuits, okay? That's number one. Number two, the penal code, the criminal code in Great Britain is more expansive than here in America because there are fewer people over there. All right, we have four times as many people. I think it might be six times as many people as they have in England. So there's a new bill that uh, it's called the Online Safety Bill. It's going to Parliament in December. And it says that if you do psychological harm to someone on the Internet, you could go to prison for two years. Wow. So what's psychological harm? Threatening communications, knowingly false communications, pylons, okay, which is a nasty, mean garbage. So here, the entire cast of The View would be in the penitentiary if that, if that passed here. Um, 
um, Jake Tapper. He'd be due in time. And because if you go on the Internet and you put knowingly false stuff on there, here nothing happens to you, particularly if you're attacking a famous person because famous people have no rights in America. None. In Britain, they don't have that. There's no exception if you are a public figure. So I'm watching this law. What we need here is we don't need criminal statutes. We need civil statutes here. But we need them defined by the law. This is what you can't do to another person on the net. And they have a list. And therefore, if a person violates that list, you can sue them civilly. See? And hurt them. But criminal, probably too much. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, Marie Antoinette. Heard the name? Have you heard the name? Marie Antoinette. There she is. Look at the hair on her. Wow. Looks like Priscilla Presley in the early days. So 266 years ago today, she was born in Vienna, Austria. This is a fascinating story. Now, everybody or a lot of people have heard about Marie Antoinette and her famous quote, let them eat cake. All right. So Marie Antoinette was born into uh, the royal family of Austria. She married into the royal family of France, okay? And she was 14 years old when she got married in 1770. She married King Louis Auguste, all right? There he is, Louis. Wow, nice uh, cavat there or whatever it is. Okay, so they got married and they had four children and they, uh, they lived it up. At least Marie Antoinette lived it up. She was addicted to gambling. She was a degenerate gambler. And uh, you just saw by the outfit, put her up again. I mean, she spent unbelievable amounts of money on herself, all right, on jewelry, on everything. And she had a, uh, she showed up to France, by the way, uh, to marry uh, Louis with 57 carriages, 117 footmen, and 376 horses. All came from Austria to Paris. So this one was way out of control. Problem was that nobody in France had any money and there was a bread shortage, okay? And people were starving as she was gallivanting around spending all kinds of money on herself. And then when some courtsmen said, maybe you want to cut back, the people don't have anything to eat, she goes, let them eat cake. And that wasn't a good response because then the French Revolution started in 1789. 
based on our revolution. But they were a bit more fanatical than we were. So Marie Antoinette and her husband Louis both got guillotined. Boom! Out of here. And that happened to her birth 177 years ago. I'm sorry. 200. Let me just get the fact here. <laughs> she was born 266 years ago today. And she died young. Uh, 37 years old, guillotined. Wow. So don't ever say, let him eat cake. Good mail segment, good final thought on what do you do with people who are not reasonable? Right back. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay, James Cook is in Sunnyside, New York. Kicks off the mail segment. Bill, please explain what you mean by that will be the end of Biden. If he gives a quarter of a million dollars to each illegal alien who says he or she was abused, that will lose all credibility for the president. Once you lose credibility in a public arena, you see it in Biden's case now. All right. Most people don't think he's up to the job. That tipping point, he will get nothing done. Vit Sochidal, Vancouver, Canada. The very fact that some Americans still believe the country is on the right track and Biden is a successful president is beyond any comprehension. However, my adoptive country, Canada, is much worse than the USA at the present time. Wow, Vit, really? Alfred on the message board, what does woke mean? Woke is a person who has become inspired for social change. That's woke. Uh, Barry, Bill, thanks for having the courage to speak out against this ridiculous thought police tyranny. All of us freedom-loving Americans need to follow your lead. Speak up for ourselves. Paula, concierge member. Paula gets direct access to me. 
I think, as you imply, O'Reilly, that a great deal of responsibility to combat woke fascism rests with the courage of the individual. It does. If somebody gives you this stuff, man, as I said in my column, just do the tom. Don't hit them. Just step back and do the tomahawk chop. Uh, you know. Robert Sherman, uh, Largo, Florida. Sorry, but I do not believe in global warming. I live in Florida. I've been here for 31 years. It has never been cool this time of year. Why is the Arctic growing? It's not the Arctic. It's the Antarctic. Okay, so, Robert, I think you need to step back with all due respect. The Earth is warming. That is provable. Temperatures going up. I don't know. I just, I'm a fact-based guy. Thomas Carter, Evans, Georgia. Bill, I really enjoyed your final thought today. I've been saying people believe what they want to believe for years. I want to believe the truth, though. I'm willing to give up my pet beliefs and ideology in favor of what is true. Thomas, I think most of our audience here on BillOReilly.com and the No Spin News are the same as you. Because I go against the grain all the time. Okay, I told you very early on about the election last year. I told you that the vaccine is probably good for you and your country. You know, people go, but I back it up. David Concierge, remember you made a great point, O'Reilly, about folks showing elation over Jens Hockey's COVID battle. Health is where I've always drawn the line when it comes to my political opposition. It's a karma thing. You know, if you're going to delight in somebody else's physical suffering, watch out. Wayne Hubbs, Phoenix, Arizona, is a Pope Francis, the Bishop of Rome, and has the authority over who receives communion. President Biden received community after meeting with the Pope and while the under auspice of his authority. Pope is not a confrontational guy, and he has said quite openly he doesn't want to use the Eucharist as a weapon. I disagree with the Pope in how I handle that, but I, uh, that's his point of view. Judy Kasparovicius, Jackson, New Jersey. I believe there was fraud committed in the 2020 presidential election. I want it investigated. Not going to be investigated. There was a window, and Donald Trump could have appointed a special counsel to investigate while he had that month and a half. Actually, it was two and a half months. He did not. Now it's not going to happen. Okay, now that's a big thing I'm going to get into with Donald Trump on the history tour. Why he didn't appoint or have William Barr, the attorney general, appoint a special counsel. Look into all of these allegations. Put up the screen where we're going to be. So, I mean, again, this history tour, greatest Christmas gift of all time. But we are going to break news in all four shows. All four shows will be different. Okay, there they are. Okay, uh, I want you to go to BillOReilly.com Christmas store. And we have the three-pack God Bless America ornaments that are fabulous. We have uh, all kinds of free stuff for you. Spend more than 100 bucks, You get a hand-signed picture of me and the Terra dog. All right, there it is. More than $100. You give a uh, premium or concierge gift certificate, you get a free book and free stickers. Regret your 2020 vote yet, so check out the store. Word of the day, no umbrage, U-M-B-R-A-G-E. When writing to BillOReilly.com, back with the final thought in a moment. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late. 
you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, You are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry. Be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. So here is the final thought of the day. We all have this problem. Uh, We know people who are irrational. Now, here's the dividing line. If that person is a good person and you enjoy his or her company, okay, then you might want to overlook the irrationality in certain areas. I do. So I evaluate. But if the person's marginal, and is kind of a difficult situation, if they're not rational and they don't respond to logic, facts, things like that, I don't, I'm not cruel, but I kind of back away a little bit. Because life, as a cliche goes, is short. My time is really truncated, word of the day, truncated. I don't have time for craziness from anybody. So I think I'm a very logical person. I present myself in a rational way. I don't need to win every argument. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. But if it's a raving craziness coming at me, I tend to try to get away from that. Thank you for watching No Spin News today. We'll see you tomorrow for the election coverage.